What I'm going to do is I'm going to pray, and then I'm going to share an uh, encounter I had, and then we're going to pray for people. And it's, it's, I'm going to shorten the encounter and make it really, really simple. But um, yes, do I have anything? any other really riveting announcements? Let's have a look. No, I don't. Good. All right. Thank you, Holy Spirit. We thank you that you're here. We just thank you, Lord. Your word says any two or more gathered together in the name of Jesus, you are here. Holy Spirit, I just thank you right now. We take authority over and bind any spirit of confusion in Jesus' name. We bind any spirit of confusion and we speak in the name of Jesus. Peace be still and we thank you for the, your presence. We thank you for your goodness and we thank you for open heavens in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay. Now, um, what I'm going to do is I'm going to be a lot shorter than this morning, but then we'll pray for people. Um, last night I had uh, uh, um, what we'd call a waking dream where I was, I was waking up and the dream was still happening and it's been a very, very intense week um, <laughs> and to say the least and I've been praising God a lot and, and, and hanging with the Lord and uh, so what happened, I'll explain is that in this first part of this dream is that I started to hear from the Lord and I was like observing all these different relationships and all these different people and it was different to what we would understand normally. I started to feel from behind me eternity. If I don't know, was I going out there or was it coming to the earth? I felt eternity, but I felt the fear of the Lord. I felt the awesomeness of God, the awesomeness of God. And what it's like, it felt like this. It's like comparing a grain of sand with the Milky Way. If you think of that, and the Lord started telling me how people have completely got stuck in the natural world, got so consumed with this life that they don't even know about eternity. And I could feel eternity from back here, and it was like I didn't turn and face it. I know that sounds like an abstraction, but I was very aware of the awesomeness of God and how so many people get caught up in a, just a purely physical life. The second, the second part of the dream was we were, uh, uh, there, was a, there, there was a context of a war. Now, I don't, have to over, I don't have to over massage this, but at the moment, there is a massive, there's a massive cultural war taking place. Now, I just received a message that... Um, there's a, 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 a mayor, a local uh, Adelaide mayor, could be City of Adelaide, could be Onkaparinga, could be Salisbury, could be Nord Peters, Nord uh, uh, St Peters, whatever. But a mayor basically is looking to shut down any dissenting voices in relationship to smart cities, 15-minute cities, or what have you. I've just got sent this from someone, and I've just passed it on to the people that we're involved with. So if a local government is going in a direction and the residents don't agree, they have no recourse, okay? And who knows that we are in a cultural war right now, okay? We're in a cultural war, as you know. This is my opinion. It's called freedom of speech. At the moment, um, our Prime Minister, uh, <laughs> he, <laughs> sorry, I just, I'm being so good. I'm doing my best. All right is I don't want to conflate things. But with the voice, it's high on emotion. 
skinny on detail and they're looking at changing the constitution and anything that's been changed in recent times is a, has been a Trojan horse because if you get entrenched within uh, uh, um, our government, something that's too far left or too far right, you have problems. Really, modern governance is connected to the limiting of powers. But what there is, there is a push to, to, to create governmental structures that are authoritarianism, um, or, or, so authoritarian. We are in a war, and you go, oh, I don't like politics, what does that mean to me? It means that things can happen without your say to completely control your life. We're in a war, it's just the way it is. The second part of this encounter, there was a man, I knew it was, there was, it was, uh, 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 it represented the kingdom of heaven, and we were out, and there was this incredible resort, and there were kids everywhere, and they were playing, and there was inflatable uh, devices in the water, and there was, a, the context was a war, and these kids had no idea, and kids don't really know what's going on, you know, kids just sort of turn up and open up the fridge and help themselves. They don't pay the bills. They don't pay for the, put fuel in the car. They don't understand that. The kids just want to play and do what they want to do. And that's what this whole scene was completely like that. And I knew it represented spirituality. And so many of the body of Christ around the world are spiritual children. They haven't grown up. I saw a few adults. And what took place is this guy was trying to fire this gun off into the distance to shoot an object. It was a supernatural dream. And, and kids were just getting in the way all the time. They had no idea there's a real war going on, a war for souls, a war for, for families. There's a spiritual war over families, individuals, families, uh, uh, regions, cities, nations, globally. There is a spiritual and a cultural war. And these kids were getting in the way, and this guy couldn't fire this, at, this, at this object. And, and there were some other details. And as I started to come out of this encounter, I was waking up, and it was so vivid, and I was just completely aware of the fear of the Lord, okay, and that most people are oblivious to what's really happening in the invisible world. They're oblivious to it. I'm going to briefly unpack through Scripture why the fear of the Lord is desirable. And let me just say first, the fear of God is not a fear of punishment, it's not a fear of condemnation. It is being so aware of his awesomeness that it's a reverence that is so hectic it even can produce a sense of dread. So when you say yes to Jesus and you are in him and, and he has taken all your judgment at Calvary and you are, he, he, he's, the, he's, the, he's the rock of our salvation, what happens? There should be no sense of dread of punishment or judgment. However, what it says is that when we, when we have that awe of the Lord, that reverence of the Lord, or that fear of the Lord, it protects us from all other things. It's that profound. I'm telling you, because prophetically at the moment, there are people, the churches who want to play on the edges and they want to play games and they don't actually want to, they don't understand what's taking place. I know for me right now is there is a fight for the soul of our nation and way too many are asleep. They're asleep. They do not understand the, what's going on. And so, and I do, I, I, it's my opinion, but it's very informed. 
And so what we're going to do is I want us to get ready. If we can put up Isaiah chapter 11, verses 1 to 3, and we're going to anchor it in the Word of God. There shall come forth a rod from the stem of Jesse, obviously King David's father, and a branch shall grow out of his roots. The Spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him. So this is a sevenfold Spirit of God. Spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him. The Spirit of wisdom and understanding. The Spirit of counsel and might. The Spirit of knowledge and the fear of the Lord. His delight, Jesus' delight, will be in the fear of the Lord. Now, we'll just hold it there for a minute. I don't want to, you know, conflate and, and bring too many issues into it. So you've got, you've got wisdom and understanding. You've got counsel and might. You've got the spirit of the Lord. You've got the spirit of knowledge. But Jesus delighted in the fear of the Lord. I find that very interesting. Jesus being God, so sent to the earth, God chose a body for him, and yet, he chose, his delight was in the fear of the Lord. What is it about the fear of the Lord that, 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 that we need to, you know, that, that, that's so important? It's because the fear of the Lord, one of the, it's got multiple, multifaceted attributes. One of the things is the fear of the Lord is to hate sin. To hate sin. That's one of the things that, the fear of the Lord is to hate sin. And so, so the, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of, Knowledge. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. So what I'm going to do here, I'm going to, I read it this morning. It had a big impact. I'm going to read it again. It's an account where uh, um, a woman called Anna Roundtree. Now, who's read any of Anna Roundtree's books? One, two. Okay, I better read it then. So this is a woman, she's very, very prophetic and she's had a lot of heavenly encounters. And in this heavenly encounter, in this heavenly encounter, <laughs> is that she was, get, she was going through heaven. And then there was like, a, I would say, for want of a better word, there's like a, a tour going on in different parts of heaven. And this, and, and all of a sudden, as she was going on this tour, and I'm going to read it to you, okay? <laughs> so I actually thought I was quite anointed reading. To be, I thought, I'm quite a good storyteller. I was quite, you know, uh, um, just, you know, you can be a good storyteller and, yeah. Anyway, so, being so good, so good. All right. So as she's getting this tour, hello, a child's, a child's voice said. I turned and sat up to face her. Are you on tour? She asked. Yes, I answered, staring at her. She appeared to be a child of five or six years old. But she was shining. She had no wings. Her eyes looked old beyond years displayed in her small stature. She wore a pale uh, calico pinafore over something else that was faintly coloured. Uh, her hair was curly and tasseled as if from play. She looked like a little girl, but every so often I could see through her arm or leg to know that she was a spirit. She was an angel. She was intriguing. Have you just begun the tour? She questioned. Yes, I think so. Why? I answered. I wanted you to come by and play with me, she said. Play with you? I answered incredulously. In my sand pile, she said. Can you come? Just then the tour guide walked over to us and I stood. I was torn between getting to know this small spirit and continuing my tour. May I go with, what is your name? I asked her, bending over to question her as one might question a child. 
She said, my name is Crystal Clear. May I? And then she, she asked the tour guide, may I go with Crystal Clear for a few minutes? All right, he said. He said, meet us at the Almond Grove when you finish. I, I asked, how will I find it? And he answered, Crystal Clear will show you the way. Yes, I will, she said excitedly. Come along with me. Suddenly, we were on a vast shoreline, but there was no sea. It looked as though the beach was still there, but no ocean. The, in the sand were all manner of red and blue children's buckets and shovels. She asked, haven't you always wanted to build a sandcastle? I chuckled, well, not really, crystal clear. <clears throat> yes, you have, she continued. Think about it. You wanted to build on earth, and all that is, and all, all of that is sand. When the tide comes in, it goes away. Even the tools for building remain longer than a sandcastle, and the tools are from God. But if you use them to build on sand instead of in eternity, what do you have? A waste of time, she shrugged. <laughs> you, have, you wanted a sandcastle? It's really silly, isn't it? <laughs> I suppose, this always makes me laugh, this story. <laughs> I suppose so, I said quietly. I did not want to admit it, but she was right. I had wanted a home and financial security and to accomplish something, for God, of course, but I had tunnel vision for the life on earth. I had Christianized the gospel of the world and bought into my own packaging. It was a bitter thing to hear that the focus of my life had been fleshly and worthless to God and that I had not gotten away with it. Do you want to play? She continued cheerily. I felt a little sick. <laughs> I thought I would change the subject. Why such a large sand area, I asked. Crystal Clear said, many want to build on sand, so we let them. It gets it out of their systems, you know. Maybe if you build on the sand right now, you would feel, I've done that. <laughs> it, seems a little, it seems a silly thing to do, I said. Crystal Clear responded, well, yes, it does. However, building on earth is really the same Silly toys that are long forgotten here. Toys that do not even gather dust in the attic, but disintegrate and are totally forgotten here. A waste of God's precious time, she said too much breezily. I had the taste of a copper penny in my mouth. Uh, is, it, is it all right if we did not play today, I asked. <laughs> That's such a crazy story. <clears throat> what do you have? And when I was, when I was uh, uh, the, the, well, this morning it happened, I was so aware we're in such crazy times that it feels like time and eternity are starting to converge. Now, I'm not saying that lightly. I wouldn't say that lightly. Like, sort of like, okay, what am I going to preach on today? I, I, by the grace of God, the Lord gives me things to preach. But at the moment, there are so many things happening. We're going to be uh, uh, um, uh, taking the kids uh, on a, we, our annual leave uh, uh, and we'll take them to Europe. No, not the Ukraine, Okay. Uh, we're, not, we're not going there. We're going to the next best place. We're going to France, okay? So, uh, um, so we've got our tear gas masks ready, check, uh, you know, uh, um, uh, uh, protest statements learnt in French, check. Um, there's so much going on. You've actually got in, 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 there's so much unrest. So much is being shaken. In Holland... Because right now we're seeing such a sabotaging of genuine, verifiable, peer-reviewed science, 
we are being driven into ideology. And that ideology is destruction. And you have an amazing story in Holland, is that where they wanted to boot off the, many farmers off of their land from generations saying because of the nitrogen levels. And, and what they did, there was a, there was a, 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 a I said 7,000, it was wrong, it was 700. 700 ministers of the gospel got together last year and sought the Lord and they repented. And then they formed the Dutch Farmers Party and they in the last, I don't know the structure of Dutch government, but they actually won, this, this, this brand new political party won a majority in the Dutch Senate so they can't pass these laws. Isn't that amazing? That's just incredible. And, and, and then what you have here, then what you have here, so many other things taking place with the World Economic Forum, with what's happening in America. You've got the incredible corruption in US politics and they indict Trump. I mean, like, like when you start to drill down, we are seeing, we're on the edge, where, uh, no, manifesting is a global communist revolution. It really is, unless you read the advertiser. The Sunday Mail, the Sunday Mail used to be the Lacour New Times. I think it's now the Harvey Norman Times. Okay, I mean, what a waste of paper. But you can recycle. I won't, I won't tell you how. Anyway, so basically, we are seeing so many things happen so quickly. And it's like, like all these things in time are shaking, but eternity is starting to come in. And I'll tell you how we best are going to lay a hold of the realm of the Spirit, and that's through the Spirit of the fear of the Lord. Because that, that encounter this morning, I was so aware. And, it, and again, it's not like God punishing. It was the awesomeness of God. I could feel it behind me, but also eternity. Because I know at the moment, again, I've never, like, uh, uh, um, we are seeing unprecedented times in the last few hundred years in regards to government all around the world. And I'm, really, I'm really doing my best to stay in my lane. I won't go into too, many, too much parody. I'm just being, I'm, 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 being <laughs> I'm being so good. I really am. Be proud of me. Thank you. All right, so, okay. Why? Why was Jesus' delight in the fear of the Lord? Let's do Proverbs chapter 9, please. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. So the awesome, being, having that connection to the awesomeness and reverence of God is the beginning of wisdom. And the knowledge of the Holy One is understanding. For by me your days will be multiplied and years of life will be added to you. If you are wise, you are wise to yourself. If you scoff or mock, you will bear it alone. So the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom and knowledge of the Holy One is understanding. What you have, and this is like, this is just a reality, okay? And we're going to pray for people soon. Is this, is that God puts the solitary in family. So family is very important. Ecclesia, church, very important. Uh, nation's important, but one day we're going to stand just before the Lord ourselves. Every single person. I mean, that honestly, that is, I, that's a certainty. I back engineer my life based on the certainty that I will stand before God. No one will be holding my hand. 
I won't be hiding behind anyone. I can't go, she made me do it, he made me do it. Right? You'll stand before the Lord, and then I've back-engineered that. And I want to hear, well done, good and faithful servant. Okay? But it says here, if you mock and scoff, you will bear that alone. So the opposite of that is leaning into the fear of God. And again, I want to say it is the sense of awe. It is not the fear of punishment. It is the reverence. If you think about it, it actually says that all the nations are but a drop in the bucket to God. It says he's so awesome, he has to humble himself to look at the earth. And when we start to lay a hold of this, you go, this is something really important because we can actually... We can actually ask the Lord to say, Lord, I need the fear of God. All right? Now, what, one of the things is this. We all have the Spirit of God on the inside of us. He, he, he's, he's quick. Very quick. He's very quick. It talks about, there's an, there's an old King James. It uses the word quickening, to be quickened. And I know... You know, right now, and I know I had my dream. No one's running around with guns yet. Uh, no one's running around with guns, okay? Right? No one is. But in this society, one of the most damaging things are words. Are words. And we've all had a time where we went to say something. Uh, foul language, or gossip, or slander, or complaining, interpreting into an Australian, whinging, okay? Whinging is such a generational thing, isn't it? I don't know, I don't like, when we raise our kids, our kids are blessed, say, please stop your whinging. Who's ever told their kids to stop whinging? Oh, it's such an Aussie thing, isn't it? Don't whinge, all right? So what happens when the Spirit of God's in you and you go to say something you shouldn't, you think about how quick thoughts are, synapses, neurotransmitters. They're like, just, 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 just quicker than you can click your finger. The Spirit of God's quicker. And then you go to say something, I want to criticise a person. And look, don't. What happens is that the, the, the spirit of the fear of the Lord helps you to hold your tongue. It helps you to speak words of life. It helps you to speak words of encouragement. It helps you to be accurate in your recounting of information. You know, um, there's something, look. <laughs> oh, someone's having fun. All right. Now, now so remember this. But this is, this, is a, this is a, now, I wasn't raised Christian, and so I've got some hectic, I've got some hectic uh, family cultural background, okay? My, my family, uh, 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 and, and, I, 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 so my father is, is a character. He is a character. And then my kids. <laughs> uh, I remember my dad saying to, remember my dad saying to my kids. He goes, "Now, kids, you know, you know that God hates little liars." <laughs> he does like this, and my kids are like, "God hates little liars." Now, 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 now that's not true, right? However. <laughs> Has anyone ever heard that saying before? Yeah, 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 yeah. It's, it's, it's very, it's, it's aged poorly. Um, I don't think it was ever aged well. But that's my, my dad, like, like, like I said, you know, he says, God hates little liars. And uh, probably, you know, a minute after he dropped an F-bomb. Anyway, so 
For those who don't know, my dad was a sailor. All right, so. Uh, <laughs> but there's something right now what's taking place is there is a, a lying spirit in this generation. Lie, a lying Lies are hardcore. And we have to, re, if we repent, we get forgiven. But what happens, the fear of the Lord is so awesome, it changes our speech. It changes how we talk to people. Even recounting information, it, 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 it's, it's and, 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 and the Lord actually, see, you know when Isaiah, so you got Isaiah, he was born of noble, he was noble birth, right? Uh, uh, he became a prophet, but he wasn't, he wasn't so prophety at this stage. He got caught up to heaven, he saw in, in the book of Isaiah, Isaiah gets caught up and he sees a scene around the throne and he hears God say, who shall we send? And he says, here I am, pick me. And what happened is as soon as he said, pick me, a seraphim took a coal from the altar and put it on his lips. So before that happened, he says, woe is me, I am a man of unclean lips in the midst of a generation of unclean lips. And the, and, and, and it's, the coal came, I don't know how it would have felt, you know, don't please, that's just, it's in the spirit, okay? Don't go start putting coals in your mouth, all right? Just stop, stop talking rubbish. Um, but anyway, what happened, it says your, your, your sin's been atoned for. And this is actually a really big deal. The fear of the Lord changes how we talk. So, so it's, it's, it's the beginning of wisdom. It's the beginning of knowledge. Okay. But did it, all right. Oh, yes. I'm just working out what to edit here. Hang on. Uh, I don't want it to be the, exactly the same this morning. Okay. All right, let's... Let's go to Job chapter 3, verse 25. For the thing that I greatly feared has come upon me, and what I dreaded has happened to me. So this is not the fear of the Lord. This is the fear of torment. The fear of the Lord is not torment. It's not punishment. And, and this is really, really important. I believe this right now, especially through media, is that the world has been made afraid. Afraid now, so much fear. Um, <laughs> oh gosh, I'm just like, which direction shall I go down? All right, and 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 what happens is this. Job said, "What I dreaded or feared has come upon me." Fear is a mutation of faith. Faith, you believe for something, and you actually is almost like a, a magnetic connection. If you believe, there's a that, that, that you will manifest what you believe. Fear is that as well. If you have a fear, now, one of the things, this is, this is not an immutable law in all cases, but it's very, very common. So my mother, as I shared this morning, she was a registered nurse. She was worked at Adelaide City Council. So uh, 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 um, she was based in Perry Street. She knew everybody. My mum was very, very, very uh, a notable personality within the Adelaide City Council. All right? Uh, um, and... Because she was aware of all the latest research, is that she would, something would come, she goes, oh, don't, don't do that, they've just found out this gives you cancer. Oh, no, don't do that, 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 that gives you cancer. And, and oh, oh my gosh, how many things give you cancer, right? And the advice would always change, but mum was very mainstream. So I know that was a big part of her, 
And what basically took place is that what she feared came upon her. She died of cancer. And what's weird is this, is that she was only in her early 60s and nearly everyone in the family had would, would usually you know, reach, at that point, at least the 80s. It was, just, it was so against the grain. We have, see, what, when you fear something, you come under it and you almost invite it. This is why an FDR, uh, Franklin Delano Roosevelt, he was the American president of World War II. He said something quite profound. He said, the only thing we have to fear is fear itself. If you are carrying fear, deal with it. If you're carrying fear, realize that fear is worse than the thing you're fearing. But seriously, God can do miracles. Fear is a hologram to pull you into a tractor beam. It's a false prophet to torment you and actually bring you under subjugation. This is why, this is why it says perfect love casts out all fear, but also the fear of the Lord will deliver you from all fears. In essence, what you fear is your God. If you fear rejection, you'll get rejected. If you, you can't be consumed with, oh, I don't want to get sick, I don't want to get sick, because you will get sick. Because the realm of the Spirit, remember it says it in Psalm 91, it talks about, it talks about the spirit world and, and, and all, sickness isn't just sickness. It's not just bacterial driven. There are power sources behind bacteria. Who, who remembers, who's ever read about John G. Lake? Moved in such power and there was a plague and they said, how come you're not getting sick because he's helping bury all the people and praying for the sick? And they said, put, put the, some of the bacteria on my hand and put it under a microscope and they noticed the bacteria died. And so, so the first thing, I, I, I'm going to segue now because I'm freestyling, because I want to close the meeting a little bit earlier so we can pray for people. I was driving down to, uh, uh, me and Rach were driving down. Uh, did we, have, we did have kids. Yeah, we had kids. But someone's babysitting. No, 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 we, we, no, 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 no. This is when we went and saw Jared. Yeah, 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 yeah. So a long time ago, a long, long, long time ago in a faraway galaxy. <coughs> we're, we're, uh, we're, we're driving down there and, I, and the voice of the Lord came to me. Now, as I said this morning, now let's do a quick survey, right? When I was younger, I used to really like a band called Midnight Oil. Who used to like Midnight Oil? Who's never heard of Midnight Oil? Okay, there you go. Well, let me just describe. The guy was about six foot four, totally bald, right? I mean, like, like no eyebrows, nothing, right? How did he dance? He used to dance like he just walked through a spider's web, all right? And they sang a song called Power and the Passion. And then it said this saying, it's better, he, uh, as we're driving, I heard this, it's better to die on your feet than to live on your knees. And the Lord spoke to me and he said, fear, to, fear is the big one. If you beat fear, you will, you will do, inc achieve incredible things in life. It says in Timothy, God has not given us a spirit of fear, but love, power and a sound mind. So, Fear can be crippling phobia where you don't want to leave the home to mild nagging anxiety. It still has its power source in the demonic. And it's the fear of the Lord delivers us from all fear. Jesus delighted in the fear of the Lord. And now, this is a rhetorical question and a survey at the same time. Who would love to be free from all fear? Come on, 
All fear. Exactly. So the fear of the Lord delivers you from all fear. Because you start to see the creator of the universe and you start to realise everything comparatively is just a speck. And you can start to carry that around, but it is also to hate sin. Fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. But we can ask for it because it is a spiritual attribute. It's the one that Jesus delighted in the most. Okay. La, la, la. Here we go. Oh. All right. Okay. I'm going to do one more scripture. Praise God. Okay, let's try Proverbs chapter 29, verse 25, please. The fear of man brings a snare. But whoever trusts in the Lord shall be safe. Now, the fear of man brings a snare at the moment, especially in ministry circles, is way too much fear. You know, um, when you fear the Lord, you realise he's the one that promotes. Now, I'm going to go somewhere with this, okay? So just bear with me. God's the one that promotes. Now, have you ever... Okay, I'm, I'm, I'm pulling from an opaque memory here, but I'm going to, I'm going to do it nonetheless, right? But when you, your life is dependent on people approving of you, right? Let's just say you're a social influencer, Or you're an actress, or but but you, you, your life is contingent on likes or love hearts or you know sponsorships. You're a sportsman, and that's where you get your kaching, right? And then what happens is this: is that you might put your hair in braids, and then everyone and you're as, you're as you're as white as Casper the ghost. Okay. You put your hair in braids and all of a sudden everyone's up in arms that what you've done is cultural appropriation, okay? And all of a sudden, and then next thing you see, and you see it again and again and again, you see these groveling, sniveling apologies. Oh, I'm sorry. That's someone who's gone through a Babylonian system of influence and it's still underneath the spirit of fear. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Sorry for spitting. All right. At least it's not full immersion. Okay, you have not been baptised. So, I saw that. Just got a little bit of the sunlight, just caught it, and it was quite embarrassing. All right, so, confess your sins one to another. All right. So, (laughs) So, the Lord wants us to be free. He wants us to be free from all fears. You think about... How many situations where people make decisions socially, financially? I understand we now, like, like, like fear is everywhere. You know, policies now, because of everything so punitive, it's based on what we would call risk aversion. Rather than vision, rather than the word of the Lord, rather than obeying God, it's like, oh, what could we lose? It's fear-based. Something is risk averse. We don't want, oh, like this. Hence what we do is that we get this political correctness, which I've heard the definition of political correctness is fascism with manners. Um, true that, true. And so, so you have this situation where we're under such a weak system of slavery, anything could pop at any moment. Whereas if we 
ask for the spirit of the fear of the Lord, we start to be consumed with him, not just his love, but how awesome he is. How awesome he is. When you start to, you, you, you start to hang out with God in your prayer life, hang out to, to God, uh, hang out with God in your meditation, hang out with God in your worship, all of a sudden, the Spirit of the Lord starts to infuse your world. But I believe right now in this season, the Lord is inviting people to encounter a whole new world. A whole new world. The spirit of the fear of the Lord isn't like, oh, 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 this is a bug, he could squash me anytime. No, no, he loves you. God is love. He loves you. If, you're, if you said yes to Jesus, you're in him. You're cool bananas. Okay? But what happens is so many fears out there trying to stalk to immobilize you. He wants you to fear him. In essence, what you fear is your God. You know? And it's like, see, see, fear, let me just, let, let, let me backtrack for a second. The just shall live by faith. So, you, so, so now because of the finished work at Calvary, we live according to what we know is not just right, but what we believe. And then, you believe for the impossible. I believe for my heart to be healed or restoration or a miracle or financial provision or favour. Fear will stop it. You, 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 I've never seen someone pray in fear and God manifest. It actually says in, in, in Hebrews 11, without faith, it is impossible to please God. But when you're in the fear of the Lord, believing's easy. You start to realise the hardest thing that happened was at Calvary. The hardest thing. So... What we're going to do is I'm going to invite us to pray together. Um, can we just put on the worship pads, please? That would be great. Holy Ghost, put on the worship pads. All right. In a minute, we're going to have communion. But don't grab me yet. Don't go ahead. I'm going to lead. I'm going to lead whoever wants to join me in prayer. We're going to ask the Lord for the fear of the Lord. Now, this morning, as I was saying, here's the irony. Did you know that people fear the fear of the Lord? In other words, they're afraid of the very thing that will set them free. We're to desire the fear of the Lord, not fear the fear of the Lord. And you know what the fear of the Lord... You, you, look, the, 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 hang on. The only thing in the presence of God that will break off of your life will be those things that are destroying you and destroying others. So, so we are to not fear the fear of God. We're not to fear the fear of the Lord. We are to delight in the fear of the Lord. Jesus was, to think about this, Jesus walking the earth, He was scrutinised by every lawyer, every religious expert, every authority, and Jesus was completely and constantly aware with the awesomeness of God. He wasn't sort of like, oh, oh, I feel a bit intimidated. These guys have been to Harvard, you know. Oh, you know, these guys have read the Talmud back to front. They've, they've done the... No, 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 no. Jesus was in constant awareness of the awesomeness of God and the love of God. And it's like, these people are just like a hologram. Who wants that? That's the fear of the Lord. That's the fear of God. Is that you're so aware of His awesomeness is that you're not going to be intimidated. It doesn't make you a bully. It just means that you are living transcendent and you're not under fear. You are not under that place. And trust me, fears are irrational. I've got a friend who's got a fear of buttons. Because it's, it's not rational. 
so they always wear zips. Legit. Boy, the amount of times they've caught their chin. All right. (laughs) Truth is stranger than friction. All right, so basically, it's true. I'm not making this up. My wife is mortified. That's par for the course, isn't it? Okay, par for the course here. So you think about what happened. Jesus' delight was in the oil. He, was, he had this complete awareness of the presence of the Lord. And, and, and as I was sharing this morning, it says in Hebrews, God is my helper. What can man do to me? But more than that, we actually, we actually become completely aware of His goodness. Completely aware of how awesome He is. Grab your communion if you can. There's a, there's a couple of things we're going to do. I'm going to lead you in a prayer. And when you, when you pray this, this is not just like a, this is not like cross your finger, hope. I'm just going to put up some words. You're actually going to ask the Lord for this. When you ask the Lord for this, you're going to open a door that can't be shut. Okay? Some things can't be unprayed. Some things can't be uns, unseen. All right? Some things can't be unheard. And if you want, as a congregation, but you don't, this is an invitation, right? Is that you can, uh, you can? We can ask the Spirit. We say, Holy Spirit, we ask for the f- Spirit of the fear of the Lord. The, s- the fear of the Lord extends your life. The fear of the Lord is to hate sin. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. Understanding its knowledge of the Holy One. Okay, but we need to ask. Can we just put the pads up a tiny bit louder, please? Just a tiny bit louder. Thank you. Praise God. Okay. Now, after that, what I'm going to do is I'm going to invite people to come forward if they want to be anointed with oil. And I believe um, myself, Christina and Rachel will anoint people. It's just one of, one of these little things. We're not going to pour oil on your head. We're just going to put a, a dab here. But we're going to engage by faith as a church, the spirit of the fear of the Lord. Who's hungry for the spirit of the fear of the Lord? Come on. Yeah. Seriously, it's the, the invisible realm of the Spirit. Holy Ghost, thank you. Thank you, Spirit of the Lord. Thank you, Spirit of the Lord. Thank you, you're good. You're good and your mercies endure forever. Thank you, Lord. God, you're so good. While you got your communion, if you want to pray with me, I want you to stand to your feet. I'm not going to look around. If you want to pray with me, I want you to stand to your feet. Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost. Thank you, Spirit of God. Okay. Just close your eyes and look to the Lord. And I'm going to, I'm going to just want you to repeat after me. And it says, in your, it says in the Word of God, any two or more agree touching something, it's touched in heaven. 
and where any two or more gather together, Jesus is there. And we're asking for the spirit of the fear of the Lord. Repeat after me. Dear Father, in the name of Jesus, I ask that you would give me the spirit of the fear of the Lord. I ask you to reveal to me your awesomeness so I would walk in reverence so I would hate sin so I would be delivered from all fears from all fears I decree I am not a slave I am a son I am a daughter I am a child of the King I am free from all fears because I choose to engage with the spirit of the fear of the Lord. In Jesus' name, take your communion. Holy Spirit, thank you. Thank you, Holy Spirit.